Welcome to Collector's Corner, the premier digital art platform. We help collectors gain and maintain their edge, all while appreciating beautiful art. Let's jump in. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Cornering the Market from Collector's Corner. Currently, your every other week generative art update. My name is P. You may know me online as Astem, joined by my good friend, Jared. How are you doing, man? I'm living the dream, man. I'm looking forward to, you know, here in the States, the Thanksgiving holiday. I got family and friends in town. And we were talking off camera. I just uh, got the verbal for another artist on 8NAP Art. So just filling out the 2024 schedule and freaking super, super excited to share this, man. I, uh, I'm on cloud nine right now. Amazing. Amazing. And the market is on cloud nine too. So this is going to be an exciting episode of cornering the market, your generative art review episode number 55. Today is Wednesday, November 22nd. We're going to get it out on Thanksgiving day, Thursday, the 23rd. So you have something extra to look forward to on the holiday in the U.S. and something early to look forward to outside of that. As always, here is our, just a little house cleaning. Here is our Twitter page. This is on video. If you're listening on audio only, that is at collectors underscore XYZ. Give us a follow. Here is Jared's Twitter page, Jared underscore POZ. Pause. He's also the founder of 8NAP which it has a digital asset fund. So if you're a limited partner looking for exposure, reach out to him and an art platform that we were just talking about. He just signed another artist verbally. So congrats on that, Jared. And here is my handle at Aston Cloud. I also have a service called Collector's Corner Premium. I put out some daily art updates here. Check me out. And if you're interested in the premium service, this is for serious collectors and those looking at art as an investment trying to keep up on the latest and greatest. We have a really vibrant community there that's growing. So super exciting for all of that. Now, with all of that out of the way, let's hop right into the market. Jared, what is the vibe? What's the vibe check? Going back to the the theory or the, the overarching theme of this week is Cloud9. It was an incredibly exciting week, honestly. We saw a fresh wallet come in and sweep eight anti-cyclones, 10 life in West America's and two Fidenzas in a lot of different theories. I think you had a pretty public tweet about it. You know, is it somebody in uh, Flamingo oriented? Was it somebody from the, uh, the Paris exhibit? Just regardless of who came in, it was just awesome to see that kind of action. Brings me back to the old days. Wanted to highlight a few things. There's a OTC deals happening. Uh, most people may or may not notice, but I track all the, the blockchain. Two autoglyphs traded hands to one collector this week, which was really exciting. Seed phrase, man, he came to play this week. He picked up Fidenza 456, which was a, a black color with outlines and jumbo XL, just beautiful. He came to play, bought a boatload of harvests and facturas. It was good to see not only sweeping these... Uh, major collections but also factura i think it's been a a long time love of his and then uh overall the three backslashes forward slashes whatever you want to call them by snowfro just had some really great volume this week i mean really really like excited to see how that's um holding up and then just what recently released today is the jack butcher trademark so we'll touch on that in a little bit but i mean I'm seeing a couple collections in the four-digit, seven-day ETH volume, lots of them into the three-digit. I mean, 
you know, we'll, we'll get into it overall, but the the uh, the market feels like it's uh, it's heating up, man. Yeah, absolutely. And and look, generally, I've been saying it for a long time, far too early, I will admit. But once Bitcoin holds above thirty thousand, and then Ethereum holds above two thousand, we'll start seeing some movement in the art market. I think Bitcoin is. You know, barring some rejection of this ETF in the U.S., Bitcoin looks to be holding thirty thousand. It's been above that for more than a month now, and creeping up on forty thousand dollars, which is huge. That helps the sentiment everywhere. PFPs have been flying, Solana has been rallying, altcoins have been going, uh, and art is now finally starting to move. So. The sentiment has been good because most people are not only focused on art, they're also looking at other things in the crypto world, but now it's starting to heat up on the art side as well. And we're actually, we'll talk about this, we're seeing some botters, some flippers coming in, uh, which is not great for secondary sales, but is a sign that there is more interest on the art side. And finally, I will say, I think that the the lead is being buried a little bit that this uh, Binance issue that came up just yesterday, Binance being sued by the Department of Justice in the U.S. for over four billion dollars, and CZ, the CEO, and and really the um, let's call it. It sounds like he had a lot of unilateral power at Binance as the founder. Uh, he is stepping down. And there's a lot of talk in the markets that this was needed, or really the SEC needed to see this for Bitcoin to uh, the Bitcoin ETF to be approved, which by many accounts could boost Bitcoin over $50,000 and really kickstart the bull run. So we'll see if that happens. Uh, but overall, fantastic news over there and on the Ethereum Gen Art side. And, and I, real this, quick, I, I jumped the, the sentiment a little bit with just going into sales because I was so freaking excited to talk about them. But I think this Binance thing is something to really like pay attention to because like, yes, it's, it's CZ who's been, you know, I'll call it arguably a good actor in the space, but the fact that the market brushed it off, you didn't see crazy dips, I think is a sign of resilience or at least optimism in where we could be headed. Right. I think it's a point that I'm going to reminate a lot on this weekend and, and watch the market, but dude, I think that's a really good sign. The fact that like people didn't spook and they're actually leaning into it. We're seeing Ethereum up 5% today, Bitcoin up 3%. I mean, this is, I think it's very positive. It's over friends. The bear market's over. You can come out and that doesn't mean we're not going to have retracements, but you know, I think that we're not seeing $20,000 Bitcoin. We're not seeing thousand dollar Ethereum. I just don't see it. And I am very happy for that. And Jared, let's transition to the Ethereum Genar update. I know you mentioned a lot of really cool sales happening. Seed phrase talked about the half million dollars from the fresh wallet on Coinbase sweeping up eight anti-cyclones, 10 life in West Americas, and two Fidenzas. My question for you, since you've already done a fantastic overview, do you think that these are the si sign of more to come? Or is it just a flash in the pan? What's what's your read on this if you if you can tell, I, I can't tell anything, uh, but I will say that my thought on this is, I think this is more to come. I think it's some people wanting to get ahead of some potential runs and they're placing their bets in places where they could see some, some returns, or they just want to beat the market before it starts to run and they want to like fill their own bags. So, uh, I think it's a very astute to to look at it and you're starting to see what we've always talked about the divergence of you know blue chips and 
potentially future blue chips get the attention early on. And I think you're seeing the market start to tell you what uh, what is going to be those pieces that could potentially fall into the the Lindy effect of really, really great art that continually uh, proves to be a good storage of value. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's hop over to the Tezos side where, uh, unfortunately, things have not really moved much on Tezos. We have a pretty high seven-day volume on RGB Elementary Cellular Automaton by Sifard, Sifard. Uh, but unfortunately, pretty much all that volume is one seller taking offers below floor, and they have a lot to sell. So that has really been, uh, I mean, you know, the, the floor price actually hasn't dipped as much as you would think. Uh, so where there's clearly a lot of demand and people are willing to step in and buy them at this price. Uh, but otherwise just haven't seen a lot of movement on FX hash. And, you know, it could mean that people are not as bullish on FX hash, or it could just mean it's further out in the risk curve. And we're not at that stage yet where people are bullish enough to on the market as a whole to take those kind of risks a little bit early to say, in my opinion, but, um, you know, honestly, really not too much notable here to report. I don't know if you had anything, Jared, I was going to move on, but I figured I'd give you a second if there's something you feel like is like, worth shouting out. Being a, it's not really a shout out, but like being a big FX hash collector and Tezos art, uh, just, I think it's signs for concern for me when you see a major player dumping a bunch of stuff and not a lot of attention coming into it. Um, you know, I, I hope the best for the Tezos art world. I just, uh, it's, it's got me contemplating uh, a previous position I'd held. Totally. And and we'll talk about that a little bit as we, as we mentioned FX hash 2.0, but let's move over to squiggles. What's going on in squiggle land. Well, squiggles are doing really well. Um, you know, we're compared to everything from, you know, two weeks ago, but volume is up two weeks ago is 175. It was in the three hundreds last week and 272 this week. Floor price is held relatively steady around that 9.4, where it is today, 9.3, two weeks ago. And then the sales, um, you know, it's at 24. So overall, this is kind of like what I like to see. I think the thing that's really interesting to me is the floors filling in. It's pretty thick from like 9.3 to 10. But man, there's a lot of action. I haven't seen this much action in a long time for a low color spread, you know, in that 14 ETH region. A lot of slinkies over the last uh, seven days, so kind of interesting to see to see that getting some attention. Um, I don't know if that's kind of ancillary to the Snow Pepin release, where I thought the slinkies were just absolutely stunners. But you know, we didn't talk about it last week because it didn't have the opportunity. But you know, Gordon Goner bought his pipe sale at thirty six. I think that brought a little bit of attention in there, and we're you know seeing a lot of the weath bids hang out i mean it's currently at uh 8.7 so not a huge disparity between the the standing bid and the and the floor price but uh you know i, I honestly want to start to research a little bit on like who's listing all of these between 9.4 and 10 i mean i see like at least 25 listings so if you're in the market for a squiggle, I don't, unless there's like some crazy amount of influx, I don't see the the floor moving too fast upwards. It gives you a lot of potential, but I, I am seeing a lot of these like really what I would consider grail or floor plus type pieces, um, you know, getting locked up, you know, so we'll see, Absolutely. We'll see and what that translates to. 
you know, for a lot of these folks, this might not be their only squiggle. So they're looking for some liquidity, especially as there could be some FOMO with uh, whatever else is is happening right now in the market. I think it's reasonable for people to take a little bit of profit and maybe go buy something that they've been waiting patiently to try to buy. Perhaps they'll buy some friendship bracelets. So we move on to the friendship bracelet section of the conversation. So friendship bracelets, uh, you know, no, uh, for the past few months, it, they have been trending positively. It's a bit of a, a, a retracement this time. So we had 93 sales up to 95 now uh, in the last seven days and nine ether in volume that compared to 38 ether and 313 sales the last time we checked. So uh, significantly down there, although that one was anonymous, uh, excuse me, an anomaly in that it was very high. Uh, listings have also shot up to about 1300 from about 1100 and the floor price is pretty much stable it's it's a 0.09 compared to 0.11 so friendship bracelets are acting a little bit more like a risk asset still some good liquidity but we're not seeing a ton of liquidity yet and i think that this is pretty consistent with what's been happening in the gen art market more broadly so interesting to see what happens when squiggles and a few other collections are out of reach if people go after friendship bracelets and again this is the one of the more unique gen art collections in its uh the volume excuse me the size at 38,500 so that's why we look at it as a liquidity indicator but not a ton to read into right now i would say as the market kind of you know when, when things are moving fast in ethereum the dynamics on nfts can be a little wonky Let's, let's go to our first uh, release recap. I'll tee this one up here, Jared. Uh, this is Zentrum by, uh, interestingly, it says Zentrum by Herbert Franke, uh, not mentioning Aaron Penny anywhere, but Aaron Penny did far more of the heavy lifting, which is part of the story here. So this was the latest proof release. It came out just yesterday, so the 21st of November, and it was a Dutch auction with a rebate, ended up minting out pretty high, around two and a half ETH or slightly above that. And it's, as you can see here on the screen, now dropped significantly, 222 pieces at a 1.08 ETH floor and 21% of them listed. That's high, folks. We want to see less than 10% to feel like a collection has, uh, you know, most pieces have reached a home. So why did it mint out so high? Uh, I think what it sounds like is that some flippers came into the crowd. And the other thing is it, you know, honestly, the narrative felt forced to me. It felt like proof was trying to fit this narrative that, hey, this is like Herbert Franke release. He's a pioneer of generative art, which he is. Uh, but this was done posthumously. He passed away a couple of years ago or maybe within the last two years, I believe. And uh, Aaron Penny really refactored a lot of his code uh, for a one of the more uh, classic uh, releases that he did during his life, but I just don't think the market bought the narrative or certainly not at a two and a half ETH price. The flippers got burned and we probably see this drop a little bit. Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on this one, Jared? And, and on uh, any of what I just mentioned? I I have a, a really kind of down thought on this one. Like I just, I think that to your point about the narrative, I think it was forced. It felt forced by me from the start. I think that, you know, seeing the the success of the Vera Molnar themes and variations, I felt like this was kind of like trying to take a page out of that book, but just the execution wasn't there. The, the narrative, the story, the hype, it didn't. And I think you're seeing it. a lot of people came in thinking 
it would perform like themes and variations and jump up to four or six or whatever. And you're seeing them trying to to cut their losses. It's sad to see. Um, you know, I never wish that on on any project, but you know, just looking strictly at the art for me, the outputs looked a little too homogenous. Like I, I think one is distinctly you know Herbert Frank, but I don't particularly think that the cohesiveness amongst the collection is like uh, captivating. So I could see why why it's going where it is. I, I'm not trying to be super negative. I just think that um, you know the the story in stickiness of this could have been way way better executed yeah i i agree with that and look i don't think you're being negative i think there is a need for somewhat of a critical voice in the space a lot of people have been talking about it so uh i think that there are some positives it's really cool art uh, it does have motion and that's part of the challenge is you don't see that in the thumbnails as you know um, and it was really well thought out and done. And look, by any means, a you know what, what is this? Uh, almost a uh, five hundred plus ETH sellout is is pretty good, I would say. Uh, but it's the secondary action that makes you think that the market miscalculated. And you know, I would say the only thing that I I feel strongly about is the fact that Aaron Penne's name is not even listed here. It's like, uh, come on, like he he did a lot of work. But artists, make sure your name's there, even if it's with you're collaborating with someone who's a big name or posthumously. Like, you, you deserve that, and I think hopefully proof can fix that. Because uh, I don't know, it's it's just not a great look in my opinion. It makes it feel like it's about the marketing and uh, not doing right by the artist who who did the vast majority of the work. Uh, but I'll move on to a couple of releases that came out just today. It's not loading for some reason here. Here we go. Uh, both by Jack Butcher, both through the Velocity series, both generative art, uh, and through the, uh, uh, excuse me, the AOI engine, which I believe is a part of the Artblocks engine. And the first one was called Trademark. This was a 10,000 piece collection and it minted at 0.069 ETH, minted almost immediately as uh, it got botted. There was a crazy gas war for it. Uh, I did not get any. And these, I think people are essentially speculating that, hey, this could be like the next Chex or Opepin. So why are we talking about this? One, I've been researching this a little bit more. And two, this is generative art. And there's a story here beyond that. And I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But this is trademark. It's above Mint, almost 2x Mint, decent amount listed, a lot of folks speculating on it. But that's the first one. And the second one was Signature, which was a Dutch auction of 200 pieces. You had to have a Velocity Series pass to mint this. You can see the outputs here, a lot of uh, sort of, well, circles, for lack of a better term. And I'm not sure if these have all revealed or exactly what's happening here, uh, but the floor price is a little bit below mint. I think perhaps people were not as happy with this one. It's a little bit too early to say. But for me, the story here is more and more people coming to generative art, number one. And number two, what Jack does brilliantly is he finds a way to engage his collectors. That's what he's done with checks. That's what he's done with Opepin. And that's what's made him so popular. And he, I love how he's infusing some of that with art. Now, this art is not particularly of my taste, but that doesn't matter. I think what he's really showing, and we've been talking about this quite a bit, that fusion of a collectible and art is incredibly powerful versus just art alone or just a collectible alone. And I personally believe, and I'm getting more and more into this thesis, that artists who lean into that will do better because they're just 
you know, for not to sound negative, but they're using attention hacks to get people to actually look at their art. And then if the art is great, you know, you, there you go, problem solved. So it's just a way to get eyeballs and attention to what you've been working really hard on. And I think some artists do it brilliantly. Snowfro is perhaps the best, uh, but Jack Butcher leaning into it and kind of coming in more from the art side already being on the attention side. I find that very encouraging. And I think it's just good for gen art. I mean, gen art, sorry, I'm rambling, but super rare is going to gen art releases. Foundation's going to gen art releases. Like gen art is winning. Feels like it's becoming truly the native uh, art type in web three. All right. I'll pause there, Jared. Any thoughts on any or all of that? Uh Double tap on the the brilliance of Jack Butcher. Um, I agree with you that Signature is not my particular cup of tea, but I got to imagine that there's just some sort of future unlock associated with it. The trademark is oddly intriguing to me. And I think it's a, you know, once I'm, I'm going to be curious to see how it plays out over time. Um, you know, it's the, with 10,000 of them, I think that there's something of potential there, but I, I really think it's dope. Honestly, I really like it. And, um, you know, I think it's a testament to what Jack's doing to be able to sell out a, a 10,000 piece collection in, in a matter of a short time and create that much attention. And even if it is botters, I mean, I think that there, to your point, there's something there. And, you know, there's, I would say, don't know about signature, but with trademark, to me, they're sufficiently varied. They're uniquely independent and they, they have a, a fun characteristic to it. So it's something I'm definitely paying attention to right and, and and if you want to talk collectability like what do i mean by some of this so look he has a something called size and some are standard some are thick some are thin this is a variety that you can very easily pick up on you can know if you have a thick or a thin one or a standard one and some are clearly more rare and people love that stuff people love it you know and he has more like these you can go through the the the, the various things and honestly it's that fusion that is just super cool so Kudos to Jack. I think this is a win for him. I think this is a win for generative art and a win for collectability uh, and the whole. All right. So those are our release recaps. Let's talk about some upcoming news. Uh, this is kind of news and uh, upcoming releases mixed in one. FX Hash 2.0 is releasing very soon. In just over a week, most of the releases are on December 1st. Excuse me. We've mentioned this before. Tons of artists are lining up to release. I mean, it seems like every day more and more come out. I, mean, I can't even tell on the screen how many. It looks like there's over 20 coming out on December 1st. And you can filter by which blockchain you prefer. Uh, you know, I check this a lot. It does seem like more uh, of them are on Ethereum, but there's a decent mix of both Ethereum and actually looks like about twice as many are on Ethereum than Tezos, which I find very interesting. I've talked about this before. And you can also filter by ones which are stored on chain or on uh, IPFS, which it'll be interesting to see if or how much that ends up changing collector behavior. Um, these, you know, I have spoken with the premium community about which one of these I think will do well. So, you know, small plug, if you're interested, go ahead, check out Collector's Corner Premium, still doing a month free. <laughs> Sorry, had to, but I am really excited to see all the creativity. It seems like perhaps some artists have been waiting for this moment to release, and I am excited to see what some of the prices are. I mean, a few of them have prices already, but uh, and they're really well-priced from an Ethereum standpoint. I think it could be fun. I think it could bring back some of those vibes. 
and you know, the other thing I'm curious to see is what happens to Tezos as a, a blockchain. You know, a lot of FX hash, a lot of the Tezos love on the art side was really more about FX hash in the community, not about what chain it's on. And now that artists have the option and collectors have the option to just buy an Ethereum, what does that mean for Tezos? I'm not sure. Curious to have again any and all of your thoughts on this one, Jared. I I will I'll second your plug for Collector's Corner Premium. I listened to the episode and agree with all of your targets in there. I think they're fairly intuitive if you're uh, tuned into the to the market. I'm excited to see a couple of these drops. I plan on picking up a few of them myself, but I agree with you. I'm I'm really curious to see what this does to the Tezos ecosystem. You know, FX Hatch was such a beacon for everything Tezos, and we'll see, right? Like, uh, I think it's just a testament to, I mean, dude, I chose to put 8NAP art on Ethereum for a reason. It's perceived, and the prices support this as a better blockchain for storing art. I just, you know, not trying to FUD anything with Tezos or anything that FX Hatch is doing, but... You know, I'm curious to see this action too. That that's gonna be my biggest data point. Absolutely, absolutely. We will learn a lot watching this, and hopefully, collect some awesome art. I that being said, the November 30th and December 1st. I mean, this is gonna be like a a field day for any collector. I mean, just as you're scrolling through the screen here, in the second, like there's just so much art being released, man. It's gonna be like a a vacuum for gen art attention. This, this is gonna be exciting. I'm I'm excited for that. So many storylines here too. I mean, there's also what happens with some of these other open platforms. Like, does this just suck all the attention away from Alba and Prohibition? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, and the other thing is gas. <laughs> like, are there gas wars here? You know, are some of these going to be so hot? Uh, and gas is not cheap these days. You, you might be paying more gas than the mint price, depending on what the actual release is. So we'll definitely have to see how that shakes out. The other gen art news uh, that I wanted to just point out, because again, like I'm coming back to the trend. Everyone is going generative. Okay. So ACK, Alpha Century Kid, well-known artist. He had a release with Avante Art that actually just released today, but there was a raffle for it. 25 pieces. They're all supposed to be the same. They're all supposed to be additions. It's called Worthy. It's kind of in the... Um, I actually, I think it's like kind of an, an Andy Warhol style. Uh, I should know more about this, folks. I know way more about digital art than than traditional art. <laughs> but either way, he pulled a switcheroo and right at the end decided or mentioned that actually they're all going to be unique. They're all unique. They're one of one of twenty five. They are not uh, just an addition. And I said everybody's going generative. Really, what I mean by that is the one of one of X concept is taking over. I think. I think in the long run, one of one of X is going to just kill additions because why have one that's the same as everybody else's when you can have one that's unique, assuming they're all nice. And these ones are quite nice. So these were 5,000 Great Britain pounds to buy, which probably scared off a lot of people, 5,000 for uh, a an addition of 25. And yeah, there's a physical, but still it's a lot of money. But when it was revealed that these are all unique, we've already seen some sales in the 13 ETH range. Uh, this is happening live, so I don't have the latest news, but Really cool to see. What do you think about these ones, Jared? Freaking stunning. Another step up for ACK. Feather in his hat. I mean, the amount of thought that goes into this, man, it's brilliant. I mean, look at the one in the middle on the second row the, called the Louvre. Oh. Obviously, like a hat. Mona Lisa. Not to Mona Lisa. I mean, 
flowers. There's couple, yeah, there's just a couple of them in here. There's one down below. I think it was called like yeah. Uh, there was one that like kind of was like a glitch <laughs> reference. Look Max at this Payne. one, Max Pink. Yeah. I didn't even see yeah. that. That's Instead awesome. Of Max Payne. I I don't know, man. It's just and then the monochrome. Th- this was exceptional on every level. Um, I just think it's it, it's another feather in the cap to ACK for the brilliance and the foresight and the thought. I mean, I'm just, it is so, so cool. I, I'm the, like amazed at this. The other thing I'll add, oh, by the way, look at this one, Emerald Conspiracy. Wow, that's super cool too. Uh, the other thing I'll add, I agree with everything you say and the 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 collector what the word is just the vibes i mean how nice of this this was a lot of work for him like a lot of work and he could have sold these for way more and he knows that but he didn't he decided to reward people he he uh, completely over delivered and it's just such a man it's just talk about buying yourself i mean he has bought goodwill from me even though i don't own any of his works i'm like wow what a great guy like that was super nice of him to do and what a cool thing. And, and I think that just elevates his brand even more. Uh, hard to see how it could be elevated more, but it it does. I agree with you, man. I, I'm just, these are, it, it's just such a testament to his character and his, the longevity he shoots to, to bring. I mean, look, let's call it spade a spade. He made over a hundred grand. Well, in sales, who knows what his split is, but you know, the reality is, is like, to your point, it's a lot of work, but man, like everybody's talking about it. Uh, it's dope art i just i think that this was an, a flawless execution on so many levels it's so right great. And, and and like yes he he made good money but let's be real right like he, he could have sold these for 10 ether each and each. i can't I, I can't do the math right now so what 250 like 500 grand so he yeah re- really cool um congrats to everybody who won the raffle and bought one and, and congrats to ack um let's uh, on the other end of the spectrum let's talk about some great art at great prices <laughs> this is the one that i'm equally enamored with honestly it to come off that those ack vibes of just like straight enthusiasm this is artifice by semi-anon artist ty Vec. it currently has a 75 tez or it's a 418 piece collection and honestly it's one of my favorite in the fx hash ecosystem i just think that these are brilliant there's a couple sitting at the floor seriously considering buying them with my own personal money despite all the fx hash tezos fud i was spitting earlier it still remains a great place to find great art and i think that these are these are exceptional in my opinion by all accounts and whatever for 60 bucks uh, per piece such a great opportunity and there's just some beautiful pieces under 300 Tez, some other exceptional ones under 150. Um, if you haven't checked it out, I feel like this is one that's been slept on for a little bit after the hype of its release, but man, dope, dope collection. Absolutely. And, you know, with greater and great prices, we bring this up because not everyone's trying to invest. Not everybody is spending so much money such that they have to think about getting a return on their art. And this is, I mean, look, there's almost no better place than FX Hash for that. No question on that. The great art, great prices that I wanted to highlight here. Uh, the first one is Naive by Olga Fredina. Actually just released today, an art blocks curated. Um, minted near the resting price, right below our $500 limit for great art, great prices. is now below mint. Probably will stay there a bit. Seems like this one got bought it as well. 
with half of them listed, but some really beautiful art here. Check it out. I'm a big fan of Olga. Super happy to see that she got a curated, hold some of her other works, do not hold any of these. Uh, but I think, you know, uh, over time when this settles out, I, I might go ahead and pick one up as I want to support her. And I think this is some, some fantastic art. I'm going to throw it over to you, Jared, for because unless until. Uh, by our boy, Ixnay OK. Uh, you've seen this a lot of uh, interest over the last couple of weeks of this. It's shot up from some sweeps, come back down. I mean, this is, I think, an amazing project. And, you know, with that movement art, Ixnay, I think, is definitely at the forefront of that from a generative perspective. Just wanted to highlight this because I think it is, uh, you know, with it dipping a little bit down to that 0.169 ETH category while ETH is hovering at 2K just feels like a really, really intriguing entry point, especially for uh, an R-Blocks curated. I mean, and Ixnay is doing great stuff, man. So hats off to him and looking forward to to this a little bit more. Absolutely. Really fantastic artist, fantastic art. Glad to see all the success that he's been having with this one. Grab them while you can, folks. This is one that I am not going to be surprised if it runs up during the up market, just given how much people like it and like Ixnate, but you never know. Not financial advice. Really, I'm not sure on this one. Uh, the next one, actually, not the next one, switching over to some exciting upcoming drops. First one is Atlas, which is by Eric DeJulie, E-D-G coming out tomorrow, or excuse me, Friday, November 24th. It's going to be 1 p.m. Eastern, not shown on screen here, releasing with Grailers DAO on the Grailers DAO website. There is an allow list, although it sounds like it's probably going to get to public. Mint price is 0.18 ETH. And really fantastic art, art with motion, I believe perpetual motion on this one. And it's, you know, he's a fantastic artist, I'm excited for this one. This feels like of the Grailers Dow drops. It's the third one after Impasto, and I'm blanking on the second one, uh, uh, The Fold by Reddick Sane. And I really just love their leaning into art with motion. I love EDG's work. I feel like he's a little undervalued or a little slept on. And this one looks great. Uh, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on this, Jared? Not, I'm not sure if you had a chance to look too deeply yet. I do think EDG is slept on. I think he did cathedral studies with proof mm -hmm. that was like really bomb. So this is, I mean, it, it's, it's really great work in my opinion. And I think that there's a, an opportunity and a very attractive price point. If you can get in there, do a mint again, not financial advice, but you know, EDG has a lot of potential, a lot of ups. I think there's more upside potential than downside risk. Absolutely. And uh, it's glad to see a pretty reasonable mint price here so interesting to see how that goes how about this one jared yeah i wanted to to just say that to bring it up dca who's probably if not the kindest probably one of the top two kindest people in this marketplace uh as an artist just a big heart and he's doing a it's it's really cool they're really he's releasing it on the three-year anniversary of art blocks it's in collaboration with the squiggle dow and the project is called elevate heart that's at uh, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 Pacific. There's going to be a, you know, a, a release of a thousand pieces. I think it's free for the Squiggle Dial token holders to mint, and then public is uh, 0.04. But you know, just DCA is such a great human being, and he creates this very inspiring art. 
I won't go through all the details, but there's a five minute video on the Skogodow website that talks about the collaboration and intent between him and his brother, little known fact that Eric Snowfro is DCA's brother and like kind of what went into this and just the, the amount of attention. So um, I, I'm just a big supporter of DCA. So anything he does, I will support and just wanted to take this moment and highlight the fact that this is a really fun and meaningful project that's uh, coming to the marketplace and really interesting to see how the squiggle is putting their foot into the market of, uh, of supporting artists and the community. Absolutely. Like a really cool project, really, I think, wonderful way for them to kind of get together and fantastic to see a squiggle Dow, like, you know, moving forward with this type of thing. Uh, I believe this is new for the Dow and very cool to see them organizing it and getting some, well, a release together. So super cool. Uh, let's hop over, round it out with some artists to highlight. Let you go first on Emily. Yeah, I wanted the again, not revealing all the stuff on Collector's Corner, but and again, not financial advice, but super bullish on Emily G. I just, as I'm looking back over the last couple of years, arguably in the bear and trying to like pinpoint artists that I feel are, um, have consistently delivered, Emily just keeps coming to mind. And even so much so that I was on the Real Vision Discord, something that's like, you know, financially in like macro market oriented, and, and they were, talking about the interwoven project. Uh, and I just thought that was really interesting that these somewhat disparate type arenas that I that I sometimes put my foot into are now starting to have some sort of congruence. And, and of all people, Emily coming up. So I just think that there's something distinctly Emily that's consistent across all of her projects. Like when you look at a piece, you can tell if it's Emily, but all the projects are also uniquely her own. So just taking a moment here to, to give you know, some flowers to Emily because she's doing great work and, you know, she's just all around super talented with consistent work and really looking forward to what the future holds in store for a lot of her work. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Emily's awesome. I had the pleasure to meet her a few times in person now. Super nice, very, very talented and rightfully so. Really excited to see what she's coming out with next. Always excited. No rush, Emily, if you're listening. Don't rush it, but we always want more. We will always want more. It's too good. So great choice. And, you know, these artists are pretty obvious. The next one that I wanted to highlight was William Upon. But it feels like going into what finally feels like the, the upmarket starting, uh, I think it's good to center yourself and say, okay, who are the people that I really, really want to collect around, not just the up and comings or the folks that we don't quite know about yet. And Mapan is just simply my favorite artist. He's been my favorite artist since the beginning. Anti-Cyclone is what sucked me into generative art, got my generative art career started. And uh, although Mapan had dragons before that, you could argue that's what really put him on the map with that Art Blocks curated release. And I, you know, I had a hot take, semi-hot take on my Twitter that I actually think Mapan is the best long-form generative artist alive right now. Uh, I think he's, and, and let me define long form. I mean, over 200 pieces, randomized outputs. Uh, I, he has five amazing collections in that, like five that people really, really love. Dragons on FX hash, anti-cyclone, strands of solitude, distance, and most recently sketchbook A, which has over an eight ether floor, only 64 pieces, but still, I mean, just nobody has come up with this kind of variety. He's got his distinctive style. He just 
keeps like hitting it out of the park. It's unbelievable to see uh, generational talent, in my opinion. And, you know, the eight anti-cyclone sweep the other day just confirmed it. I, I'm sorry, all the Tyler Hobbs, Dimitri Cherniak fans, uh, but they're going to have to come out with something else to catch up, in my opinion. I just think Mapal is take, Mapan is taking the ball and run with it. And I'm so excited for him and, you know, whatever else he decides to bring out in the future. Yeah, I will say he, I, I won't take as brazen of a position, but I will say utmost respect for William and his, I think he is one of the few that has been able to deliver consistently great art. And I think that that is a testament to the skills and the vision that he possesses. And I, I mean, you and I both love ACs and everything upon. So, you know, I, I was just talking to somebody about, I don't know if I could ever be able to sell my personal distance. One, it was a dope mint. And two, like just connecting with him on the spaces and hearing his vision for it, man, it's just, he's such a amazing individual. He's so thoughtful with his work. I agree with you. Very, very talented. And seeing somebody sweep, eight off the floor is very encouraging from a financial position, but it's just a testament to what people want in their collection. Absolutely. And yes, I know it's a bold position, but that's, that, that's what I'm here for, for bold Dude, positions. I don't think it's wrong just for the record. I just, I, I don't know if I'm able to stick my flag in the ground quite yet, but I, I, I can uh, pick up what you're laying down here, buddy. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that is our show, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you all. We hope for those who have the holiday, you have a great holiday. Spend some time with your family. Touch some grass. And uh, I think we'll be back to a roaring market next week. So hoping for that at least. Until next time, any parting words, Jared? Nope. Just enjoy the holiday for those in the States. Those who are not, uh, enjoy your weekend. Thank you, everybody, for all the continued support. As always, P and I are open to any sort of feedback uh, and discussion. Is there something you didn't like, something you did agree with? Hit us up, DMs open, post something on Twitter, and uh, I will plug it one more time. Collector's Corner Premium, by far and away, my favorite place on Discord these days. Yes, I am a paying customer of Collector's Corner Premium, but if you made it this far in there, if you haven't taken them up on that free month, what the hell are you waiting for? Get on it, dude. It's it's free, people. It's free. You can check it out for a month. I truly will not be offended if you don't stay. Many have not. So consider it. I don't think you'll be disappointed. And thank you for the plug, Jared. I'm plugging 8NAP art and 8NAP fun as much as I can. It's going to be good times ahead. Now I'm going to shut up so we can wrap this up. Thank you, everybody. We will see you next time. Thank you for tuning into Collector's Corner. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you like this episode and want to help us out, please subscribe and leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on YouTube. Please also follow us on Twitter for announcements as we expand to other social and content platforms. Our Twitter handle is at collectors underscore XYZ. We'd also love to hear any feedback you have. So please comment or reach out. We're always striving to be more useful and get better so we can help you in your collecting journey. The Collector's Corner team and their guests are not registered investment advisors. All views expressed on this podcast are personal opinions and are not specific inducements to make particular investments or investment strategies and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. This show is solely for informational and entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, please consult a professional.